Back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCann. I'd like to acknowledge God. Songs sang by 
a beloved sister of the household of faith, Deborah Denise. Boy, you're talking about some powerful vocals. Deborah happens to also be Native and Black American, Black and Native American. If you've tuned in to Challenges of Faith radio program previously, you would have listened to her interview. Oh, and by the way, this upcoming January the 26th, she has a brand new single out. I know you're going to tune in and listen. I'd like to acknowledge the listeners over in South Korea, Cameroon, the Bahamas, Spain, Romania. And as you know, the Challenges of Faith radio program was formed for the purpose of strengthening and or re-strengthening the believer of the household of faith. In essence, what the Bible says is iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Proverbs 27, verse 17. That's who we have on the program. Individuals like you and you and you are on the program or listening in. Needs re-strengthening or strengthen for to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, not religion. And just think, 57% are ladies, 28.8% are men, unidentified, 14.4%, aging from ages 24. You now want to be with a drug dealer or a pharmacist. Let's return to the pond of water. You don't mind, do you? So you've gone out there every single day of your life, irrespective of where you are around the globe. You know it's true. And you prayed and prayed and prayed, P-R-A-Y-E-D, hopefully not P-R-E-Y-E-D. I don't know who you're praying to. You know. But you prayed and you asked God to send you a specific person, a drug dealer. A pharmacist. You kept praying every day, so an hour, OWL, just sitting there looking at you, listening to you. Got tired of it and said, who, who, who? And you didn't say just anybody. You said a drug dealer or a pharmacist. You know, everybody needs money now and then, and some people are going to get it with a side job, you know, some extra money, or do it. They can to get a better paying job or even a raise at the job they're at. And when all else fails and none of these are an option, you have some individuals going to turn to a dangerous profession out there like selling drugs, dealing drugs. And there are going to be some individuals going to just, you know, it's true. The last resort, selling drugs, dangerous games. And now you find yourself in a situation, remember now you prayed for this person, or maybe it's you. You're in a relationship. A lot of things to ponder before continuing on. You know it's true. Think about it. Your life and those that you love may be put in imminent danger. Now think about it. I was blessed, 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 blessed. Poor, the homeless, the helpless, the hurting. Low income, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people's lives. 
encouraging the people, the moms, the children, the teens, the elderly, the leaders of all stripes stand to stand up against crime and drugs and those who are hurting the community. But here you're talking about you're in a relationship with this person for years. Drug dealing. And here in, in my sojourn, learning about a contract or learning about individuals that I grew up with. Scheming, scamming, wanting to take my life. And you don't think I'm going to be concerned about my son? His mom, my parents, my siblings. You never know what type of individuals you'll be dealing with, so you need to be prepared for the worst. And think about it, if you have children, it's in their best interest that you stay away from this type of scenario in order to keep them safe. It don't make a difference how good somebody is at dealing drugs, that somebody's always going to have some type of dispute or discrepancy someday and come after that individual or you. And if not you, maybe your family. And I know all drugs are what they are, you know, what you got to keep in mind. You know, marijuana has become legalized and criminalized in a lot of different states, but it's still illegal to be sold and bought on the streets, or is it? You know, in those states that are still illegal, you can still go to prison. And if you're, in, you know, involved in the dealing of it, and maybe you're not physically present for any of it, but just knowing of the details, And put you in jail. You are an accomplice, are you not? And think about having those drugs in your house, especially with children. You know that's dangerous. Law enforcement can search your home, especially if they get tipped off by, you know, that person that's upset with you. You know it's true, as I take a sip of my coffee. But even if it's just marijuana, law enforcement don't care how helpful it can be. But digitally, you know, from a medical standpoint or your political stance, no drug is worth going to prison. And you surely don't want to become addicted to them yourself. Clean record that you have, you know, background. Now all of a sudden you're arrested, convicted. Now in jail, just remember now, if there's a true change in your life from the inside, there's some employment places out there that will give you a second chance. But just remember, you can be put in harm's way. Think about it. You're sitting at home one day, enjoying your family, your children, your loved ones. And maybe those cartel members or whatever organization or individuals come by and next thing you know, some weapons are pulled or, you know, bullets don't have no eyes. 
I know there's somebody out there going to claim that the bullets have a certain skin tone, that the bullets have a certain gender, that the bullets have a certain zip code. They're bullets. A drive-by can kill you when they go through your walls or windows. Think about that person in your life that you prayed for, P.R. A-Y-E-D versus P-R-E-Y-E-D. You love them with all your heart. You put your whole trust in them for your life. But you got to remember when it comes to the drug game, anything can happen. You never know what somebody is capable of doing until they're put in a life and death situation. And in that case, you got to keep in mind, it's all about them. So they're likely to choose their own life over somebody else's, including yours. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You went by the pond of water and you prayed for the person. Well, how about that pharmacist? Oh, well, they're a drug dealer? Oh, they're a legal drug dealer. Oh, okay. Well, if you don't know what the pharmacists do or what pharmacy students learn, they're a drug dealer. But you knew that, didn't you? So now you're dating a drug dealer that happens to be a pharmacist and making all that money legally. They graduate with, you know, from pharmacy school. Their degree is a doctorate of pharmacy or PharmD for short. And they deal with patients, medications, adjust without the hit, you know, the hectic schedule of a medical doctor. But think about it. You're in that relationship now, all of a sudden you got those long hours, unpredictable person in their life, or maybe it's you, you know, managing all that medication and patient care. You know how stressful it could be. And you tell me, hey, when are we going to have some personal time? You're trying to plan, really? Because remember, their work hours are unpredictable. And and think about that strained relationship. Now you're trying to remember how to communicate, you know, because you know it's important in any type of relationship. So you want to sit down and have a clear discussion about your schedule and availability so that you can have those expectations. Because, you know, the importance of having that open communication is very important because it can reduce that stress for having a clear understanding of where each person is coming from. Because you want to make sure that when you come together, hopefully to enjoy each other's company without any drugs in your system, whether they're legal or illegal, you want to make sure that the relationship becomes strong and connected. Well, let me ask you a question. You don't mind, do you? Because you know I was headed there. What does the Bible say about drugs and pharmacists? You say, what? I know you heard. Well, the Greek word pharmakia appears in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. I know you're writing it down. I know you're writing it down. Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. And when you look at that root word, you also see it in Revelation chapter 9, verse 21. Chapter 21, verse 8. Chapter 22, verse 15. You know what else? You know, I'm not going to get off the top because it's all correlated, but do you know what else? That these are typically translated into English as sorcery, witchcraft, or sorcerer. In the ancient Greek uses of pharmakia. 
Because when you really get into it and start studying, then you see how it mirrors the genetic modern English word drug. Well, think about when you go there and you don't get the high price one, you get the generic one. The same Greek root word produced English terms such as pharmacy and pharmacist. And just think about it again, only if you want to. The modern use of the word sorcery, you know it. When it comes to mind, you're thinking about images of supernatural powers and spells. You know it's true. So when you think about it, you know, it, it kind of doesn't sit well, does it? Because all of a sudden in your mind, you're thinking about, okay, so they're using the drugs and some type of pagan worship as an addiction or a poison used to manipulate and control others, really? Well, you don't think when you come down from that high, be it legal or illegal, depending on what it's used for, that it's not trying to control something inside of you? Think about it. You're a different person a lot of times, are you not? You know it's true. You know, you're trying to distinguish the medicines from the chemicals and the illicit drugs. And that's where the pharmacists come in, come in at, you know, as a drug dealer, both distribute chemical kinds and for different reasons. Isn't that true? You know it is. That's the pharmacist that you pray for and that's maybe in your life. Or go back in time. If you can find somebody, I know you're going to try. From the ancient societies who were no stranger to those mind-altering chemicals. And when you really find somebody like the archaeologists out there, you know I love archaeology. They can tell you about the presence of opium, hemp. Oh, hemp. Oh, okay, marijuana, okay. And many other substances in the Bible era cultures. And you thought there was something new under the sun. You know you did. You know you did. You know, Paul wrote the Galatians and John recorded revelations. And, and you know, they talked about these practices and how they had been part of a pagan idolatry. Let me ask you a question. Now that you are not only dating the drug dealer or the pharmacist, you're now partaking of their drugs. And I know that you're noticing that it's altering a person's perception of what can be used as a legitimate medicine. And you can see that over in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4. But you also know how you can abuse drugs for recreation. Do you notice that? Do you notice that? I know you do. So when you think of sorcerer from a biblical standpoint, you know, it can be thought of as today's equivalent of a modern drug dealer. You know, as the type of person who you've heard about them, hoping and praying for you haven't done that, or been the recipient, you know, slip some type of chemical into that ladies and guys to drink to take advantage of them. But you know, over in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, you know, it's a part of Paul's list of contrasts to the fruit of the Spirit. As you see in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, because when you look at that list, do you notice wasn't what doesn't appear to be random? Do you notice that? 
You notice what he mentions? Idolatry. You notice what he mentions? Then sorcery, you know, pharmacia. And before he continues on with the other sins, do you notice how pharmacia is grouped closer to idolatry and sexuality than it is to drunkenness? And it hints at the use of illicit drugs and practices that are not of God. And then when you really look at what John is talking about, you know, he's connecting it to pagan worship, like in Revelation chapter 9, verse 21. But it also sits between where he mentions murder and sexual sin. And then when you go over to Revelation chapter 18, verse 23, you see how it's a part of condemnation of Babylon, how it's referring to as deception. All of that, you say, yeah, yeah, but wait a minute. All I'm saying is, have you thought about it as it relates to what the drug dealers involved in? And you've looked at it across the United States and your nation and your nation and your nation too. How individuals, when they take whatever drug they're taking, looking all zombie-like, what's going on inside of them that caused them to get that way? And think about the country's enemies. Who are the suppliers of these drugs? destroying not only the individuals inside the country, but the country itself. Who is permitting that? Well, we know from a spiritual standpoint how the devil, who's in control, according to the word of God, of nations and leaders who don't know God. Because, you know, I'm not talking about that God you just prayed to to have that drug dealer in your life. So let me ask you a question. You don't mind, do you? Why do you really want to be with a drug dealer? Go back to the pond of water. Go back to your prayer. Pray to God for a pharmacist or a drug dealer. Wouldn't it be nice if the person happens to be a follower of Jesus Christ in a right relationship with Christ? who happens to be a pharmacist, you hear me say anything about a drug dealer? Wait a minute, let me go back to the pharmacist. A pharmacist who, in their spare time, is not skirting the laws where the Drug Enforcement Administration is examining or investigating them because they are selling the prescribed drugs from a medical doctor on the side illegally. Don't you want to pray that type of prayer which honors God? But don't you? What's your motive? Your motive. You know it's a fair question. Well, listen, thank you for taking the time out of your precious schedule to tune in to Challenges of Faith radio program to hear this important topic for your life for 2024. I'm Gary McCann. There is a mighty spirit shining out across the sky. 
Come on. 